Hi, I'm Meredith Jones from MeredithJ.com. I'm a virtual assistant dedicated to helping you grow your small business. Today, I am so excited to introduce this month's Small Business Spotlight with Julie from I'mJulie.com. Julie is a self-professed time hacker who helps individuals and businesses find the best time hacks to work the most efficiently and to gain the results they want. Julie has a wonderful, fantastic spirit and great tips on how to manage your time and resources to get the results and the lifestyle that you want. I know you're going to learn so much from Julie and her wonderful interview today, and I'm so excited for you to listen to it. Thank you so much for joining us this month, and as always, please visit MeredithJ.com for the latest tools, tips, and resources to help you grow your business. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Meredith. I'm doing great. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Uh, sure. So I'm uh, a time hacker, uh, which the fancy word for it is a time strategist. But basically what I do is I help people, mostly entrepreneurs, to find time management that works for them on their own terms. Um, and I've recently launched a couple of podcasts, the Time Hackers podcast and the Time Hackers Hero Edition. So all the tips, tricks, and stuff you can find there. And if you don't know how to find it, it's over at imjulie.com. That's great. I know that that has to help so many people. It's helped me so far just to look at my schedule and sort of see where are some holes that I can plug and, and get things done more efficiently because that is one of the biggest things in business is really trying to figure out how you can get more done in less time so that you can have more time uh, for your personal life and for your family and friends and freedom. <laughs> Absolutely. How did, you, how did you get started with your business? Well, um, I tried a couple of other things before I came across this. Apparently, I have a very thick head, and the obvious things, or things that are obvious to others, were not obvious to me. So I tried a couple of things. Uh, some of them went better than other, others. Others were just a failure. But eventually, I just decided to start noticing what's going on and what was going on. That was that people, because of my background, because of my story in the army and, and overcoming uh, a great um, trouble, let's just put it this way, uh, with managing my time and overcoming it, people were asking me constantly to give them advice on time management and time hacking and we kind of, I noticed that every single time it's something different. It was like I was uh, like starting a new video game and you have a new setup and you have uh, new enemies and new friends and foes and you need to like figure out what's going on in this specific world so I decided hey why don't I start teaching others how they can do this for themselves because I can't reach every single person one-on-one -on -one. so that's kind of how I started and the podcast was a big big thing for me it kind of um, helped me reach out to more people, more, more entrepreneurs, brought more business inquiries and um, very exciting things into my life. So that's kind of how I got started. That's really exciting. I, I think that's such a good point to bring up 
that you really have to look at your life and see where people are already coming to you and asking you things and what sort of things stick out to the people around you in order to find out really where the audience is and, and where you can really grow as a business. So I think that's great that you sort of did that. And I love your analogy. You didn't want to start fresh every time someone asked you something new. You can just direct them to your website now, right? Yeah. And the, the funny thing is I always teach that um, every person is unique, individual, and that's why your time hacking or your time methods should be unique to your life. So something that works for Pat Flynn is awesome, but unless you operate in, in a similar way, it probably won't work for you. And this is ex exactly the mistake that I've made, and th that's why I always say that I'm the time hacking crash dummy. I try everything, I make all the mistakes in the world, and then I can, you know, live to tell. Um, but I was told that I need to, when I started a business and I knew that I wanted to teach people on time management, people told me that I need to pick an audience according to whom I know, whom I can relate to. And obviously, coming from many years in the army, that was big corporate. And since I was a woman, I was targeting corporate women who were team leaders, who were uh, in executive positions. and. The funny thing was that I was completely ignoring the fact that the people that were coming to me were entrepreneurs. And I refused repetitively for about a year to work with entrepreneurs because I didn't feel that I know entrepreneurs enough. I didn't feel like I've been an entrepreneur for a long enough time to kind of help them out. So uh, so that was kind of a funny thing. I was trying to do you know, the common methods that what everyone teaches us, and it didn't work for me until I said, well, maybe I should listen to my own advice and find what works for me. So who, who, is the peop who are the people that come to me? And they were not corporate. Um, what do you like most about being an entrepreneur? I like the freedom. I like uh, the fact that you can wake up one morning and decide that you want to do a completely different thing from what you have been doing and like you don't need to report to anyone about it. It's just between you and yourself and perhaps your spouse but that's it. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I, I really love about working for myself, um, even though sometimes I feel like I'm my biggest critic, so maybe if I was working for a boss or something, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be quite as much work, but uh, I, I love feeling like I'm responsible for, for my own things as well, so I completely agree with you there. What's the biggest challenge you faced in growing your business? Um. I think that would have to be overcoming doubts and fears because as you mentioned when you're an entrepreneur even if you have a team if you an online team or like team that you see every day unless um, you're very very confident or unless you know how to block these things those negative thoughts will creep into your head especially when you're about to fall asleep or when you're taking a shower or when you're walking your dog all these things that we just allow ourselves to relax and suddenly all the bad doubts all the things that we're scared that are true and we imagine that they are so we imagine I imagine that I'm not uh, good enough, that I'm not good enough at marketing, that I need to be better at what I do or at how I sell it or uh, at co uh, connecting with my audience and at some point unless you um, start stop feeding 
those doubts, they might fail you without having any basis for it. Absolutely, yes. It's so encouraging to hear that, that other people um, you know, have, have felt that way when you kind of get that little nagging, nagging feeling in the back of your head. It's so encouraging to know that, that other people find those challenges too and that there are ways to overcome them even more. Well, Thank actually, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, I'm sure you know him, Jared Easley, he runs the Starve the Doubts podcast, and his podcast is a great way that's helping me to overcome it. We actually have uh, in our living room a big sign saying, please do not feed the doubts, which we took from, uh, from his show. And you know what? Whenever I wake up in the morning and I go to fix myself a cup of coffee, and this is the first thing that I see on my way, it helps. That's awesome. Yeah, I really love that. That sounds like a great uh, screensaver to have every time I boot up my computer. <laughs> um, do you feel like you've made any mistakes in growing your business, and, and what did you learn from, from those as you went along your way? You know, this is a very good question, uh, especially because I think that if you had asked me this question six months ago, I would say, yeah, I've made a ton of mistakes. I would uh, take a great deal of time to explaining what I did, why I think it was a mistake, which results it brought and didn't bring. But the more I keep growing in my business, the more I realize that all the mistakes that I've made were necessary for me to be able to do what I do today. So I think, I, I don't believe in regretting things. Uh, just because I believe that you you make the best decision that you can provided the knowledge and the tools that you have at the time. So regretting is is kind of pointless because you couldn't make a better choice. You could you can't do more than your absolute best. So every mistake that I've made were my best effort and from there I learned how to do better, how to help others and even businesses that I've started and crumbled, they just allow me today to be smarter about what I do today and help others when they're in the beginning of their own way, not just clients, friends, just entrepreneurial friends that start the same path. So um, no, I don't think I've made mistakes, I think I had lessons. I love the attitude you have that, you know, it's, it's just helpful along the way and that's really a really good point. <laughs> Um, what's the biggest success you've had in growing your business so far? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know exactly how to rank successes like financially or uh, contribution to the universe, but I'll say something that um, moved me the most. So something that really made me tear up. There is um, one listener of the show that has been with me and with the business and with both podcasts since day one. He was just one of the first people who found the podcast. And we have been corresponding a lot via email. And he wrote to me a couple of weeks back saying that only in a matter of six weeks, which is absolutely nothing, um, he feels that things that he has been battling for most of his life, he's over 40, um, starting to fall into place. And it's thanks to an, a clarity exercise that 
uh, I do with my clients. And this is something that I shared on the podcast and something that I, I am a big, big believer of. And, you know, often people will say, well, my problem is that I don't reach deadlines or that I'm not organized or I'm a procrastinator when, in fact, if they had clarity, everything would be a lot easier. It doesn't mean that you'll have a perfect time management. It doesn't mean you'll be perfectly organized. No, but you will get at least five times more done if you have the clarity of where you are and where you want to be. So just him writing back and saying that things that are not just his work and not just his side hustling business, but also his family and his friends and his uh, feelings towards himself have started to fall into places and he feels better and he wakes up with a smile. This is my best success because if something that I put out there as an audio has made someone to go from where he was in six weeks to being happy with himself, this is the best win. That's amazing. It's amazing to hear that you've had such an influence on, on people across the world and that you've been able to really help move their lives. That's that's great to hear. And um, also, you know, so great to hear that the audience is willing to, to step out and sort of contact you, which I know is something that sometimes we find challenging as an audience to sort of step out and, and reach out to the superstars pretty much in our minds um, that help us so much. And so it's great to, to have that feedback as well. You know, this is so funny because uh, before um, before I started a podcast, you know, I was a one-on-one -on -one coach and I did some uh, workshops and lessons and stuff like that, but I, I, I wasn't speaking to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, daily. And I used to think about rock stars like Pat Flynn on, or John Lee Dumas, and, and both of them are good friends of mine. John is a very, very close friend, and I used to tell them that I, I don't get it. How can you be such rock stars and yet be so like down to earth, real people? Like, let's go for a beer or <laughs> let's go for a jog at the beach. And when you start doing this, you don't realize that suddenly others start looking at you the same way. But I'm still the same person that I was six months ago before I started the podcast. I'm no rock star. I'm just a person that has a way of explaining time. That's it. I have a mic, I have a mixer, and I put it on iTunes. That's it. <laughs> That's such a great point. I think, you know, whether we're doing a podcast or whether we're, we're growing our business in a different way, you know, it's so hard to feel like you have something to add to the world, but you do. You have your own story. You, you have it in your own special way, and to put yourself out there really does help other people. Um, if you could talk to your past self before you started your business, what would you say to yourself? Uh, wow, that's a very good question. Uh, what would I say to my past self? Well, you know what? I would probably tell her that no matter no matter what happens, she's going to be fine because um, before I started my business and be before I made it with time management, I was in a very, very bad place in my life. I felt like I was a failure practically in every aspect and being an overachiever that's not an easy thing to live with daily as you must know <laughs> um, but this ate me alive I, I literally felt that um, unless something changes 
I will not stay around. Like, I wasn't thinking about suicide or anything like that. It's not what I'm implying. But I just felt that I can't survive much longer feeling that I'm absolutely a failure and useless. So if I could go back, I would tell myself that time goes by and things change and circumstances change and, and ideas come and that's okay. Like, it's not the end of the world and being a failure right now might be the thing that will bring me my best success in a year or two or five. Those are those are great words to of encouragement. I think for all of us is that you know things can change and you know that you were in such a difficult place, but you were able to move past it and sort of work your way past it. So thank you for sharing that story. Um, now, as a time hacker, I'm sure you have plenty of tips for this. How do you balance your business and other life priorities? Well, uh, I found that the only way to make sure that you have time not only for work is not to plan only work. I mean, we all want to get things done. So what we do is we list everything that we need to do. And we list like the projects that we need to, to do, the presentations, the interviews, the meetings, the phone calls. And we never schedule time to spend with the hubby or time to play with the kids or time to, you know what, to go for a walk just because it's the first rain of uh, fall outside and you want to have fun with it. We never plan time for these things because it seems kind of stupid. Like, I'll remember to spend time with my husband. I'll remember to play with my kid, right? Like, who doesn't? What parent doesn't? Well, many don't. Or you'll remember it when they're past asleep. You know, if you want to make time for something, plan to have time for it. You don't need to write it in your calendar or anything like that, but plan that you want to spend one hour a day chillaxing with your friends and family. Just define that once a month you want to have one day that's a road trip and, and put it on your calendar, put it on your schedule, make sure that this one day happens. Anything that you want to include, include. And here's what people don't get. So we always say that time is just like money, right? Well, James Altucher <laughs> says that time, and James is, he's a god, and I worship him. And if I could, I would put a little statue of him in my living room, and I would pray for him every single day. And I'm not a religious person, but he is amazing. Everything he says is completely true aside from this one thing, in my opinion. He says that time is a lot more um, important than money because you can always earn money back. Like, yeah, you lose some, you win some, things change, it's okay. But if you lost a day of your life doing something that you hate, you can't get it back. Well, while it's true and you can't turn back and get that day back, but you have tomorrow, you always wake up to a new time. You always get a second chance. So make sure you plan to do things in the second chance, the things that you want to do. And if it means that you need to push back a date of a project or a webinar or a product or a course or whatever it is that you're doing and it's very important for you but if you want to spend time with your family it means that you need to push it, then it's your decision if you want to spend the time with your family or if you want to push the date. And you need to choose, but you know what? You will get tomorrow all over. You'll get to choose all over again. And if today you make 
a decision, no matter if you chose the family or the work. And in the evening, while you're falling asleep, you decide, you know what? That wasn't the right choice. Guess what? You can change it tomorrow. You always get a second chance. That's a great point. I really love what you said about, you know, starting tomorrow anew. And, and that's one of the things. Uh, it's so hard, I think, to kind of not give up the past and, and say, oh, I wish I would have done this differently or I wish I would have gotten this done. But to really think, I have another chance to, to make my choices and to do it again. You know, uh, to listeners or watchers out there, um, it gets a lot easier to manage your time better if you start looking at it as you would on a diet or a healthier lifestyle. So let's say that you're at a party and you're trying to lose some weight. And for me, as you can see, it's a constant struggle. So I'm at a party and there's a cake and it's my favorite, favorite cake. And I'm like, well, I can't have cake. I'm on a diet right now. And, you know, there's a little devil sitting on my shoulder saying, just one bite. What's going to happen? Your ass is going to grow instantly if you take this one bite? No, nothing's going to happen. Just grab it. And what happens is that I find myself an hour later when I ate half of the freaking cake. Because it was this one bite and that one bite and another one bite and boom, half cake, gone. So there are two things that I can do at this point. There are more, but two valid things that I can do. One of them is to say, well, I already ate half a cake. I already got fatter, so I better enjoy myself and continue and finish the freaking cake all at once. Or I can say, you know what? Yeah, I ate half a cake, but I'm going to save the other half and I'm not going to eat it because I suddenly realized that what I did is not how I want to live my life and I'm making another choice right here, right now. So people often say, well, I already wasted so much time on doing this. I thought it's going to take me five minutes. It took me five hours. But I just have 30 minutes left. I'm just going to finish it. Why? You can spend this 30 minutes on something that you were supposed to do five hours ago. How does that make sense? So if people just start looking at their time like they would on food, I think it would be a lot easier because everyone knows that the decision of finishing the other half of the cake is not the right one. So just apply it on time. Yeah, you're completely correct. I, I think that's so hard to change our our thoughts on that, but it's so important to and to sort of st take a step away and look at our lives and look at our tasks and is it really worth whatever, you know, is the cake really worth it or, you know, and sometimes it is, sometimes it's worth it to, to really dive into a task and do it and sometimes it's not and sometimes you just need to step away and say, this isn't what is the most important for my life, for my business, for my, for my family, for whatever at that point. Absolutely. Um, so what tools and resources do you use regularly? Um, for managing my time or business or? For your business in general. <laughs> Okay, so I have a few. So um, probably the tool that I use daily without failing is um, Evernote. But I use it in a little, um, in my type of way. So I used to have a ton of notebooks there and a ton of projects. And, and it was just too overwhelming for me. I have ADHD and I cannot concentrate if I have a lot of things in front of me. So what I created, I created two 
three notebooks. So one notebook is for recipes that I find online and I just clip it there. And it makes life so much easier because when I have a break and I just you know, want to chill and I have like 15 minutes, what I'll do, I'll go look for fun recipes because I love cooking. So clipping them will make my life so much easier and clipping anything that you find on the internet makes uh, everyone makes it easier. And I have two more notebooks. So one of them is notes where I keep track of episodes and ideas that I want to create and stuff like that. And another one is planning notebook. And there I have all my clarity. I have all the projects that I'm a part of that I want to make time for. I have family time there. I have time with my dog because I neglect her and then I'll just, you know, it's not a kid. She doesn't have a bad time. I can just call her and she'll be with me, you know, but I want to make sure that I have time because I enjoy this time. So it's part of my projects and I have all my priorities there. And every project is a link to a big note that states all uh, the steps that I need to take to make this project happen. So I'm never lost. If I have some free time and I finished my number one priority, I always know what my number two is and if I click on it, it just takes me to my list of tasks and I don't need to think about it. I just take care of it once a week. I dedicate between 15 and 20 minutes to reorganize, reprioritize things, take off stuff that I've completed and that's it. So this is a huge resource for me. And if you're uh, iPhone users out there and you probably know how annoying it is when you're out and about and you want to, you know, just quickly jot something in your Evernote and then you click on the app and it takes forever to load, Fast Ever. Fast Ever is a cool app that allows you to launch it really fast. It just immediately launches a blank page, you record whatever you want to say or write, and it logs it into your inbox. Super cool. Um, what else do I use? So I love Momentum, which is a Chrome plugin. It allows, it just, when you open your browser, instead of showing the Google page, it just shows you a nice photo, which is always nice. It greets you by your name and asks you what's your first priority for the day. You write it down in the morning and then whenever you open it to Google for cute kitten videos, it reminds you your top priority for the day. And what I also do, you have at uh, the bottom right corner an option for a list. So I add there if my um, first priority for the day is kind of big and I have like sub categories for it, I will write them down there and then I'm, again, never lost. I need to have my list everywhere because if I don't have it in front of me, I'll go look at kittens or recipes or makeup because that's who I am. Uh, so knowing that this is what keeps me sane and if my top priority is a small task and it doesn't have any anything underneath it, I will have the list of my next test that I want to finish today. Um, and the final tool that I use is actually not automatic, it's not computerized, it's nothing like that, it's a notebook. I have a Midori notebook, traveler's notebook with me at all times with several notebooks inside it where I keep track of what I've done today, my meetings, my brain dumps and ideas that I have. This way no matter where I am, if I have my phone, if my battery died, I can always jot down my ideas and this way 
my brain never feels the pressure of remembering anything because I, I suck at it. Let's face it. I need to write it down. So these are my absolute top three to four tools. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those. I know I'm definitely going to have to check out Momentum and uh, sort of have that, that gentle reminder to, <laughs> to not go and wander the web when I, I'm trying to get some work done because it's so easy, especially when those tasks seem so momentous. <laughs> uh, you can also try Focus at Will. It's a little bit harsher. Um, you basically... <coughs> excuse me. You basically defined um, sites that are banned and during which hours they're banned. So if you don't want to look at YouTube from 8 to 6 p.m. or something like that, then you can define it. If you want to allow yourself like only 30 minutes on Facebook or Twitter, you can define it there. And then you'll have a little uh, clock going downwards, counting down <laughs> the time that you have left there. And trust me, whenever you're on Facebook and it says, okay, so you have 15 minutes, 14 minutes, Third, and you'll just okay. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna close this tab. I'm not gonna stay there till it drops to the zero, and then you find find out that you forget completely about it because you try to kind of save your allowance for Facebook until the evening, and then you'll spend even less than this half hour that you allowed yourself. So this is very cool. That is awesome. That sounds like a great tool. We'll definitely link it in our our show notes as well, along with all the other great tools that you shared. Um, what sort of goals are you working for, for for your future, for your future of your business? Well, I'm currently working on several online courses that will allow the knowledge and the little hacks and, and things that really make a difference to reach more people even more than it does now. So this is my first focus and priority. Um, <coughs> I'm so sorry, running out of voice. Um, so this is business-wise, but um, my goal is to be able to start someday. I don't know yet how I'm going to make it happen. I have like no leads, but I know that I want to make it happen. I want to start a class in high schools across the world on proper time management because people don't need to reach their careers and then find out that they have absolutely no idea how to manage their time. It's something that easily can be manageable if you just, you know, have half an hour once a week during one year of school and you're good to go. So this is kind of more of a grand scale. I want, I want this to be a part of education. Oh, I think that would be so helpful. I know, you know, you get through high school and they say they teach you everything you need to know and then you get to the real world and you're like, oh my goodness, this does not help me at all. <laughs> this is not real applicable skills. I have to learn all this on my own and figure it out for myself. So I think that would be awesome. I would love to see that in, in our schools and in our culture as well. You know, in I don't know how about in the United States, but in Israel, they don't, like, you go through high school and once you're done, you don't even know how to log into your bank account like or or how to manage what you have there or what options do you have like the balance the savings like you have no idea how to write a check and this is basic life skills like we all need to know them so this is saying that we teach you everything you need to know is kind of <laughs> an overstatement <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, I had a couple of, of great teachers who worked their way uh, to sort of teach us some life skills in, in their classes outside of the subject they were teaching. And But you could tell they were fighting against the grain there, fighting against the standards of the of, you know, what was expected of them. And uh, I, I thank them for really stepping outside of the comfort zone and trying to teach some simple skills. But, you know, still you get out into the real world and you're like, oh, there's so much I still need to learn. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Our final question is, what sort of advice do you have for others that are working to grow their business? Dream big, work hard, and party harder. This is, it, it, it sums everything up because you can always dream small. But, you know, it's like when I was, um, I was a gifted child and my parents wanted to transfer me to a special school, you know, more nerds, because that's what I needed, being a kid, you know. Um, and I, I remember being really afraid, and my mom asked me, like, why are you so anxious? Like, you're so much better with your grades and, and your understanding of the material than anyone in your class. Don't you feel bored? Don't you want to be with people of your level? And I remember giving her <laughs> a very embarrassing answer. Like today, when I think about it, it's very embarrassing, but I will admit it. Um, I told her that I don't know if I prefer to be a big fish in a small bowl or a small fish in a big bowl. Like, I didn't know if I suddenly wanted to dream bigger because my, the, the dreams that I had were more than enough for where I was, and I didn't know if I wanted to change that status quo. And what I learned is that unless you dream big, like really big, like landing on Mars and starting time hacking school there, then even the smallest dreams might take years until you can make them happen. So if you're going to spend your years on something, make it count, make it something big. And another thing, the second part is to work hard. We all say that, but I don't think that most of us mean that because entrepreneurship is very hard, as you know. It's very, 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 very hard, very demanding, very long hours. You're not going to be Tim Ferriss working four hours a week. That's not going to happen. Forget about it. Uh, not at least not in the first one, two, three, five, ten years. It's gonna take time, and during the the time that it takes, you're gonna be away from your family. You're gonna be doing things that you did and hated in your corporate job. You're gonna be thinking to yourself, well, maybe I, I'm just not cut for it. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I should go back to my corporate job and have a boss, and he'll have all the headache, and I'll have only the fun job, and I will have my paycheck every first of the month, you will have all that. But eventually when you do make it and you retire, A, probably you won't retire after 60, and B, once you retire, everything that you worked for your entire life is yours. And you get to party hard as hell. And as hard as you worked, party harder. Because unless you party harder than you work, it's not worth it. Absolutely. I completely agree. If you if you don't make the best of the other times, it's not worth all the hard work, but the hard work is worth it if you if you make it worth it. Well, thank you so much for for sharing your story and for being here with us, Julie. How can uh, everyone find you if they're looking for you on the web? 
Oh, that's very simple. Uh, anyone who wants to follow up with what we do or listen to the episodes of the Time Hackers where I share time-saving real-life tips that you can start using today, twice a week. Uh, it's the Time Hackers podcast, which you can find over at imjulie.com forward slash episodes. Over there, you'll find also the episodes of the Hero Edition, which is very, very cool because I interview superheroes that are modern superheroes. So entrepreneurs that truly made it and are like superstar, rock star status. We actually, next week, we're going to have a true rock star, like MTV rock star in our show, and they share stuff that they never shared before. They share their time hacking tips, tools, and hacks that they use daily to be so efficient and effective and productive. So this is cool. It's also over at imjulie.com forward slash episodes. You'll find my blog there where I share many, many more uh, ideas, hacks, and tools, reviews, and just awesome stuff that I find online I think will be helpful. Um, and that's about it. That's everything you need to know about me and more. Well, great. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you for having me, Meredith, and to all the listeners out there. This is a great show. This is awesome. Keep listening. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye.